Hey friends, Stacy here. Before you listen to today's brand new episode, I wanted to make sure to come in and tell you that I have something super special for you. I am turning 55 soon, and in honor of my birthday, I decided to offer everyone $55 off of an in-person ticket to join me on October 27th and 28th here in New York City for Passionate and Prosperous Live. So this came to me the other day. It's a limited time offer. It expires at midnight on my birthday, which is August 31st. So if you've been thinking about joining me, if you're on the fence about it, if you really want to come to New York, but you were, you know, not sure if you could work it out, here's your opportunity to save $55 on an in-person ticket and come be with us. Come be in the room. It is high vibe. It is transformational. You'll get to be with all of the other members of the Passionate and Prosperous community. And I guarantee that you will leave totally inspired and with a strategy for how you want to go back and really make money doing the work that you love. The theme of this year's event is impact. So if you want to come and be in the room with the impact makers and with me, go grab that ticket. You don't need a code for right now. All you have to do is go and register and you're going to get that $55 gift from me for my birthday. I hope I'll see you there. Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So today we are going to be talking about making money. I was looking back at um, just like the last couple of months worth of episode, you know, topics and titles. And I thought, you know, I haven't come in and really talked about money in a little while. And I have some good reasons to be thinking about money and about making money, which I'll share with you. And so, um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. So buckle up because it's going to be awesome. My hope for you by the end of this is that you're going to be feeling so um, so in the possibility of that making money is actually not as hard as you might be telling yourself it is. I think we all go through periods of time where we like can fall into the like making money is hard you know, story, mindset, whatever you want to call it. Um, But my hope is that uh, by the end of this, that you're like excited to go out and make money and that you feel um, equipped and empowered to do that. Uh, Before we go deep into talking about the green stuff, um, I do want to just remind you, I will be reminding you. So if you're listening to this episode, and it is after October 28th, 2023, then just know that um, all the way up until our big event, Passionate and Prosperous Live, which this year, it's the second annual um, event. And then in 2024, my hope, my vision for us is that it, it's a two times a year live event, um, you know, in 2023, and 2022, I managed to pull off two, you know, once a year. These are like big deals, right? And that's part of what made me want to come in and talk about money today. Um, so Passion and Prosperous Live, this is, to me, this is the the way to take 
the podcast, right? And the listening to all of the stuff that I have to teach you and share with you in these individual episodes. Um, it's the way to take the podcast and really turn it into an experience where where it'll come together. I know that a lot of you tell me that like just single episodes create massive shifts for you and um, that you come away from individual episodes with new strategies and new things that you're implementing and that they work. And that makes me so happy. So I just want you to imagine what it would be like for you to be with me in a room, in a gorgeous room in New York City in Greenwich Village for two whole days, for eight hours each day. And, you know, it's curated content where I can take you on a really strategic journey to up-level your business and, you know, your life. Because here in this community, the Passion and Prosperous community, your business and your life are not separate. The whole idea is that, you know, we're moving toward wanting our work to be so fulfilling and so... um in alignment with like who we are and what we do, that we love doing our work and that our work fuels our lives and, and, and funds our lives and that we get to do all the things that we want to do because the work that we're doing is making the money to then support us to go out and have these, these passionate lives, right? So once you become an entrepreneur, I'm not saying that you've heard me talk about this. I'm not saying that you should work 24-7 or that there should be, you know, no boundaries between your work life and your personal life. But what we also know is that, like, our work and our lives, they support each other. And so if we elevate or uplift or up-level our business, inevitably we're going to be uplifting and up-leveling our lives and vice versa, right? So, so a true thing is that when you actually up-level in any area of your life, whether that's your health or your, like, you know, how you want to be living your lifestyle, how you take care of yourself, what you do with your free time, what you input to your senses, um, all of that, anytime you up-level or change an aspect of your life for the better, guess what? Your business is going to be impacted by that as well for the better. And that's what I mean when I say that like our lives and our businesses are so intertwined, right? So here's what I'm guaranteeing you. Come to Passion and Prosperous Live in New York City and be with me for two days. I am literally guaranteeing you, I will give you your money back if you come to Passion and Prosperous Live. And at the end of those two days, you tell me you feel nothing and nothing happened and that it was not valuable or that you don't foresee being able to use anything or you don't feel an up level or nothing happened or no transformation. I will literally give you your money back. Okay. So I am, I, I am guaranteeing you some sort of a major um, transformation that's going to take you to a next level, whatever that is, whatever that is for you. Um, so anyway, October 27th and 28th, Passion and Prosperous Live, our theme for this year's impact. And I really meditated so much on getting the perfect, right kind of theme and content description for you. And what really came through for me, the big download, like what the universe wanted me to talk about and make this event about was how we get to build the businesses that we want to have and make money by making an impact. And when we make an impact in other people's lives and in the world, and we make money doing that, then we impact our own lives. Not to mention that in order to show up in the world and be who we really want to be, to be in service to other people, to be the role models, to be the leaders, to be the beacons, to be the lights. When we are doing that, when we are showing up like that, we are having an impact, not only in our businesses and in our clients' lives, but in the lives of everyone that we touch. So that means our families, our friends, right? So I just felt into the word impact and how the people who come 
to my events, the people who listen to the show, the people who work with me, we're all the same in, in, in many ways, but this one major way, which is that we're here to change our lives and other people's lives, whether that's the people that are paying us or just the people around us, the people that get to like bask in the glow of our up-leveling because everyone benefits from it. So that's what we're doing. Oh my God, I'm already getting so excited. Um, So we really hope that you'll join us. The registration is open. Now we are doing a hybrid event like we did last year. Um, I don't know that I'll do that forever, but I wasn't ready to release and let go of you being able to join me on the Zoom, um, you know, if you can't make it to New York. But I'm not going to lie. My first my first wish for you is to come and grab one of those limited seats. So here's a true story. All of my clients get tickets. So at least half the room is full with my clients. And so I only have the other half of the tickets for you to, to, to get, right? So it's not like this open-ended thing. It is limited and it will sell out. So come on down, grab your spot, make your plans, trust that you can say yes and that you'll figure out the rest. And that brings us to making money. So the reason why I wanted to talk about making money today was because I got money on the brain. The reason I have money on the brain is because I am in the process of, you know, prepping for our event, October 27th and 28th. And it's an investment. It's a big investment for me to put on this event. The tickets that I can sell are not going to pay for the event, right? So I do this because it's really important to me to create this opportunity for us to come together, for us to be together because community and being in the room together and is is just so important. And, you know, for, for a very long time, I taught yoga and got to be in the room with people almost every single day of my life. And the transformation... And the conversation and the learning and the, um, you know, the like the up leveling and the, um, the, 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 the feelings of success and um, all the things happened in real life together. And, you know, when the pandemic happened and I had a lot of students asking for me to teach on Zoom, could I do yoga classes on Zoom? And I did a bunch, like I did a few of them and I hated it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I hated teaching yoga on Zoom and I really, 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 you know, like had to kind of accept the fact that for me, maybe not for other people because other people are still teaching on Zoom, but for me, I was like, it's just not me. Like, if I'm not going to be in the room, physically in the room with the breath and being able to really see my students' bodies and to be able to create the whole effect, which if you ever took a yoga class with me, you know that it's like a whole show. It's like the lighting and the and the the, the music choices and, you know, the the creating of the crescendo and the intensity and the... It's like a, it was like a it was like a whole experience, you know, ending in this like deep relaxation and deep connection to yourself and working with your brain and your thoughts the whole time so that when you left the class, you left in a state of yoga, not just having worked out, right? Not because of the sweat, but leaving in a state of yoga. And so I and and then of course like i've performed on stage right what was what was i in my career in show business well yeah i did tv commercials and i was on an episode of law and order rest for you but the the majority of my life as a performer was on stage that's in person that's being in the room so i'm really passionate about being in the room 
And that's why I'm encouraging you to come be in the room with us. And so that brings me back to me telling you. So that's why I'm paying like a lot to rent the space and to create the experience for you and us is because I value being in the room like so much that I'm willing to pay a couple of (laughs) more than a couple of thousand dollars, like, like probably, I don't know, between 15 and 20 K to put on this event because I know how meaningful it is. And I know how I can help all of us go to the next level together by being in the room. And that's not to say that if you absolutely can't, you shouldn't buy that virtual ticket. Because last year, the people that came to the the event over Zoom, they told me they loved it. So um, we're going to do it again for you. Uh, and, you know, probably in 2024, I might consider being like, nope, now it's just like an in-person thing. So anyway, I've been making a lot of um, financial decisions, right? Because... I know that I have this, you know, the event uh, venue space rental to begin with. And then um, this weekend, well, I'll tell you what happened was my photographer who photographed the event last year um, doesn't live in New York City. She had reached out to me a few months ago to ask if I was going to do the event again. And if I if she was, you know, if I wanted her to be the photographer and I'm very loyal. I believe in <laughs> I believe in renewing and staying with people unless you have a reason not to. And so I was like, yes, you know, we're doing it. You should be the photographer. And I thought it was all locked in. And she had a baby this year and she doesn't live in New York. And um, we were getting the sales page ready to go. And we were about to publish it in the world, which it is now. Oh, I forgot to tell you, www.stacybrassrussell.com go there to buy your ticket. Um, And uh, what we did with her last year was we offered some little mini headshots with her for like, you know, photo shoots for people that might be flying in from out of town and don't have access to like an awesome photographer. She's amazing. And so I, I was like, oh shit, I'm about to publish publish this page. And I had all the same details on it from last year, but I hadn't confirmed with her if she wanted to do those extra shoots. So I give her a call, which like no one does anymore, by the way. Like I love calling people. I don't only communicate via text and DM and shit like that. Like I'm a pick up the phone and call people. I love talking to people on the phone. I mean, I guess you probably were like, yes, you do love talking. You thought I was just about to stop it talking because I can talk for an hour here, right? So, you know, I call her and we have a great conversation. I agree to actually pay a little more this year since like whatever. (laughs) I don't know, life. And um, I'm thinking, yay, okay, everything's good. And she literally texts me the next day that she was like crunching the numbers. And now because she has a baby and childcare and all this, that it just wasn't going to add up and work out. And I, you know, initially I was like, you know, like that's my response when shit, like when I think something's all said and then it's not like my, my initial response is a little bit like, oh shit. Oh no. Yeah. I think that's everyone's right. But then I was like, okay, like this is solvable. I can find an awesome photographer. I live in New York City. And of course, what did I do? I went to the Facebook and I made a post and got like a bazillion referrals. Literally within an hour, I was on the phone with someone Um, and spoke to this awesome photographer who's going to be our photographer. And, you know, last year I didn't have video, videography, uh, someone actually, you know, filming the event. And this photographer said, well, what about filming? Like, do you have someone filming? And I was like, no. And and he said, you know, well, you know, I have a partner who does the da, 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 da. And, you know, he offered me a really good deal. And it felt a little, a little like scary to say yes to just like increasing my, you know, like my cost for photography and filming. It was like adding something new. But I like meditated on it, spoke to my trusted source, sources my husband, my coach. 
I don't need permission from anyone, but I do like, um, I like bouncing things off and having the conversation. Um, sometimes all it is, is like getting like an affirmation of what I already know. Um, and I was like, all right, doing it. So, you know, added some, some money to the expense of the event. So it will automatically now cost more, uh, this year than it did to put it on last year. And then have some other things that I did realized that I might want to do this year as an up level for the event. I'm not going to say it on the show because, um, it's, it, it's actually like more of like a surprise. So I'm not going to say what it is, but you know, today I did some outreach and research and got a, a quote for how much it would cost um, for this thing that I want to do. And, you know, again, like I, like um, initially, you know, I'm like, okay, like this would add like five grand, like to the, you know, to what I spent last year. Um, you know, that feels scary, but like, I also really want to do it. I haven't made a commitment yet, but it really made me feel inspired to come talk about money today because I make decisions to invest in my business and in myself like like often. And it's not that every investment that I make has a direct return on it. In other words, like it's not like everything that I put money in is a revenue generating activity. And like in the world of like, like corporate, for example, you know, my husband used to be in the hospitality industry. He was a general manager, you know, and he was the PL guy, the spreadsheet guy, like the money, the numbers guy, right? In it, like high level numbers in like, he was the, the, the general manager for like all of the dining at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, or, you know, at the Metropolitan Opera. He happened to work at two places with the word Metropolitan in it, two big New York City institutions. <laughs> so that's just like a weird coincidence. But, you know, um, and so he worked for so many of these big companies that wanted, they wanted him to work there because, because of his background and his reputation in the hospitality industry. And yet he would come in and they would want him to like, up level the experience, for example, of the guest, which is like what I'm doing for my event, right? They'd want him to up level the experience of the guest and really like take their hospitality to the next level um, and want to be able to, you know, charge more for their dining and whatever. And when he would actually like break it down for them about like what that would cost for them to do that, it, it wasn't always like a, a direct equal revenue generation. It was like it would cost money to up level that level of hospitality. And that's something I learned from him like when literally when we first met and I found fascinating, which is that like to do certain things and to create certain experiences or levels of hospitality, right? It's 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 a it's a line item on the PL that doesn't always have like a revenue generating activity matched with it. And so if a company is really only looking at the numbers and they're not looking at like the value or the benefit to adding that level of hospitality that could come back to them in like a million different ways besides dollar for dollar and they're not interested in that, then they're not going to want to do it. And so when I think about my business and our event and everything, I, I think about that a lot. And I think about like the things that I like to do and how I like to, you know, create what I create in my business, which I hope is an exceptional experience for everyone that comes to work with me. I want everybody to feel that things feel professional and beautiful and, um, and, and loving and that they feel so well cared for and that like the way things happen is smooth. And then when you come to the event, I want you to feel like 
It's worth traveling to New York City and spending eight hours a day, like two full days with me. I want you to feel like that's the best investment. And listen, it's $197. It's like nothing. And I want you to feel like that's the best $197 you could ever have spent, right? And then, of course, to invest in traveling or staying in a hotel. I want that to feel to you like, holy shit, that was so worth it. And in order for me to do that for you, I have to spend money to do that, right? And it's not necessarily that I know how that money is going to come back to me. I have to have the belief that by being that level of of business owner, like by being that coach, by being that person who cares so much about attention to detail and the customer experience and and giving you that exceptional, you know, feeling and wanting you to feel so like you could trust me, you know, that you trust that like if you're going to make any sort of investment with me, whether it's you know, $10,000, whatever it is, I want you at any level of making an investment to feel like, man, it was so worth it. And in order for me to create that experience for you, it costs me money, right? So, you know, like when we make money in our businesses, it's not like all of it is profit. And I also help people to create profitable businesses because I don't teach people to throw their money away prematurely on things like ads and automated funnels and, you know, things that you don't need for your business that cost you money. I'm more interested in helping you to build a profitable business. But that doesn't mean that you don't invest in your business. It's just at different levels. If you're not making multiple six figures, you're not investing $20,000 to put on an event, right? So it's all relative. So I'm in the space right now of like deciding if I'm going to make this like investment that's purely like just to do something that I think would like up-level the experience, right, uh, for people at the event. And, and, and I am literally in this moment having to do like – the 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 work we'll call it that I'm about to share with you on how to think about money you know like how I think about money in my business so i really do like come from a found a foundational like belief principle which is that money can be made so whenever i have an expense or, you know, an investment that I'm considering and it feels a little scary because I don't know exactly, you know, how it's going to come back around. And I'm really trusting that like, this is like, I'm making an investment that I believe will have a return. It's just, it's just not necessarily that I know exactly how or when (laughs) the return will come back. Or if I just believe that by investing in something whether it's in myself or in a service with another provider, that somehow it's going to help me get something I want, right? So like I'm working right now with a media strategist to help me to really, really hone in on like what what I can offer when it comes to like being interviewed for articles or podcasts or, you know, being on TV and stuff. And I'm working with a media coach to sort of help craft like what that, what we would tell people, like my media kit, you'll call it or whatever. It was a pretty big investment. I'm working with a like a, a very, very amazing person. And so is that going to make me money? I mean, if we, if we could go to the logical conclusion, which is, if I work with the media person and have a better strategy for putting myself forth for opportunities, I have a better chance of getting them and therefore that will increase my visibility and I have a better chance of a brand new person or people 
seeing me. So like kind of, you know, like reaching more people and then having those people follow me or go to my website or, you know, start listening to the podcast or, you know, download something and get on my email list or whatever. And then a possibility of them at some point then booking a call, you know, to talk about working with me and then investing in my program. So like making the investment to work with the media coach today, knowing that that would need to be the, the, you know, the journey, does that, am I like, how do I justify the investment? Cause it kind of feels like a long walk, right. To the outcome. But I justify the investment because the first thing I ask myself is, do I believe that by doing this, I will increase my visibility? And the answer is 100%. And so I can stop there and go, I also know that as an expert, a business strategy expert, a visibility coach, if you will, that I know that increasing visibility is a, a, is a business strategy. Um, do all of my clients, when they come to work with me, have the funds to work with a media coach? No. So is that the only way to increase your visibility? No. But you also need, like, you need some, you need some stuff behind you to even have anything to put forth into the media, right? To help you with your business. So it's not something you do in the beginning. It's something you, you add in maybe a little later. And it also depends on what kind of opportunities you want. Not everybody wants to be on stage or on TV. That probably makes some people cringe, right? But not me. So, so you know, I'm in the process of these investments and I'm, and I'm doing the thing that I, that I tell you. So, you know, I walk the walk that I talk. And so I'm, I'm going back to my kind of core belief around money, which just so you know, I had to work really hard to get to. When I first became a coach, when I first did my coaching training and first ventured out into solopreneurship, entrepreneurship, um, I absolutely was still operating from a starving artist mentality. Sometimes I refer to it as like the legacy of lack, right? So it's like a legacy that we carry forward with us when we come from any sort of uh, environment or, you know, uh, previous, <laughs> previous experience or life where there's like, where there's this thing where money is hard to make. So if, if any of you have ever, when ever wanted to pursue anything, for example, in the arts, right? You, you probably heard from 8 million people in your family. Oh my God, don't do that. You can't make any money doing that right? Like that's what everybody wants to tell you. Everybody wants to tell you what you can't make any money doing. It's it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Like don't ever tell anybody that you love and care about not to do something because they can't make money doing it. Just don't be that person. That was like a little PSA. Don't be that person. It does nothing for someone. It does literally nothing because I believe that everyone can make money (laughs) doing what they want. You might need some help, some strategy, some support. You might need to have some savvy, business savvy, you know, but I believe that everybody can make money doing what they love. So people that struggle with that, a lot of times it's because the very first work we have to do is override some stupid belief that they have that they didn't even create themselves. It was because someone told them that a parent or some annoying aunt or even friends. Like, I think I once told this story on the show. Um, So when I first did become a coach, um, I was transitioning out of my yoga studio ownership. So I owned a yoga studio with two business partners. The business partnership had gone to shit, like total shit. I was miserable. I was being bullied. It was like a horror show, a total horror show. I'm not even exaggerating. Okay. And, um, and so I did my health and life coach training as my exit strategy. And I knew I couldn't leave owning the business or working at the studio that I used to own. Once I did like get out of the partnership, 
I still had to work there because I couldn't afford to not make money while I was building my coaching business. I've talked a lot about this on the episode about going all in, um, you know, on your business, on your life and business. And I really, 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 really always want people to know that I have always worked very hard to make money. Um, and that, you know, money, I, I, I've never been in a position where I could just like not make money or not work. Right. Um, so anyway, so I'm like, I become a health and life coach. And one of the women that I trained to be a yoga teacher, (laughs) she like did the yoga teacher training and was a teacher at the studio. Um, before she did her yoga teacher training, she was already a personal trainer. She was like a, you know, like a fitness trainer, whatever. And then she like did her, um, her yoga training. And I think she was also like a nutrition coach. Like I think she did some sort of nutrition coaching, whatever. And, um, she was one of the people that was just always broke. And I'll never forget one day I was crossing paths with her. I was literally like putting my shoes on, on the way out. She was on her way in. And I don't know, like somehow, um, she said something about that I was, you know, had just become a coach. And she was like, yeah, man, you're going to have to really hustle really hard, you know, to make any money. And she made some sort of like a comment about how hard it would be to make money as a coach. And I remember, I mean, I remember this as clear as, you know, as the, as, as I don't know what I was going to say, the night is day. I don't know. As clear as day. Um, I was, I I thought, and I had been doing work on my money mindset, like around making this transition. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to go into that story. I'm not going to get enrolled in that story or belief that I'm going to have to hustle. I don't even like to use the word hustle. I work hard and I don't think of it as hustling. Like hustling to me is that you like, is that you're like, you know, you're hustling people that you're like tricking them. I'm not a hustler. What are hustlers? Hustlers, hustlers like trick you into giving them your money or giving you their money. Right. I'm not a hustler. You're not a hustler. If you work hard, it doesn't mean you're hustling anyone. If you work hard, it just means you're fucking working hard because you want to make something you want to, because you know that that's what it takes. That's it. All right. So anyway, but I was around people with this like money mindset of lack, you know, and so many creatives and wellness professionals and and people who come from being told it's hard to make money, that certain industries like you can't make money and everything. And I bought into it for like a long time. And when I became a high level transformational coach, mindset coach, learning neuro-linguistic programming, like studying positive psychology, And I started realizing, oh, fuck, like that is a belief system that has to be changed in order to be successful. Because the way that our brains work is, is your beliefs create your experiences and your experiences confirm your beliefs. So if you're walking around with the belief that money is hard to make, that artists and creatives and wellness people and people that aren't lawyers and doctors and in, and, and in finance can't make money or it's harder for us or whatever, that's going to become true. You're going to create that experience for yourself of difficulty. Or you could believe that money is available and that money can be made and that you can always make money. You can believe that too. And then more likely than not, you will create that experience for yourself, but only if you really believe it, not if you fake believe it or kind of believe it. So I did a lot of work to upgrade my belief system so that I wasn't walking around planet earth afraid to spend money or invest in myself or, you know, or thinking that like I was never going to get a client or never make any money. Right. So that I wouldn't make that true. So that I wouldn't call that experience in to my reality. I didn't want to manifest that. I wanted to manifest abundance and and having clients and making money and believing that I could. So I've really worked very hard to make that 
a core belief around money, which is that money can be made. I can make money. And so anytime I think about spending money and making an investment in myself or my business um, or even just in my life, right? Like, Mike, Christopher and I went to the Newport Jazz Festival um, two weekends ago. I think I talked about it on the show briefly, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we went to the Newport Jazz Festival. It's expensive. Not the festival itself, but to go to it, if you don't live in Newport, Rhode Island, they, of course, they jack up the hotel prices like during that weekend. It's already high season for like summer resort area. Like Newport, Rhode Island is like a destination, right? So if you want to go to the Newport Jazz Festival, you know, you're paying for like an expensive hotel and then, um, you know, you're whatever. You're away. It's an expensive weekend to do if you like do it. So, you know, like we we go, we have this amazing time and we actually tried to keep the, not only because of the money, but just also because of taking time off work and whatever. We tried to sort of like make it a shorter thing. So we didn't go to the Friday of the festival. We only did Saturday, Sunday um, so that we, you know, we drove there on Friday, but, you know, we got there to like sleep in the hotel and then go to the festival Saturday morning and Sunday, you know, Saturday all day, Sunday. And then we chose to drive home on Sunday night instead of staying in the hotel. And I'm not going to lie, like to, to make it more affordable, you know, to like, to only stay in the hotel two nights and, and take off a little less work. But we had such an amazing time that we got home. And then, you know, the festival, they send out the email saying with the dates for 2024, and if if anyone who knows me knows, I am the planner of the century. Like, I, I want to know dates for things like three years in advance, you know? Like, when all my friends' kids were having bar bat mitzvahs, I'd be like, give me the date, like, even if it's two years away. Um, because, you know, life gets busy and you want to be someone who goes to stuff, right? So, blah, blah, blah. They send out the dates and Christopher and I talk about it and I'm like, next year? Uh, I don't care. Like, we're going to spend the money to go for four nights so that we go on Thursday night. We're there for all of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we stay Sunday nights so that I'm not driving at one in the morning. And um, and and that's it. And so it's going to be more days off. It's going to be more days at the festival. It's going to be more days in the hotel. And it's, so it's going to be more money. But you know what? Like, I'm doing it because... I now know that I just need to know that that's going to cost more money. And so I'm just going to know that I have to plan for that, whether it's, whether it's, you know, want to make more money or, um, or spend less in something else, whatever it is, I'm not going to not spend more money out of like a fear of spending money. And I think that like when you're when you're an entrepreneur, it can be very easy to go into the fear of spending money because we don't always know exactly when or how. It takes a while to create a business that feels more repeatable and that you know where the income is coming from. In the beginning, when you're making one client at a time, creating one client at a time, it can feel very scary. I have been there. And I still go there. I still go there. I don't have an automated business where I'm selling, you know, like low investment products on autopilot, where which some people decide to move into that um, into that kind of realm of their business because it seems repeatable to them. But the thing that you have to know about that is that it costs a lot of money to do that. You have to like invest a lot to do that. But anyway. Um, So I really operate from a place of like, we can't, we can't live like that. Like we can't live with fear of spending on our lives or our businesses. And and we can't live in fear that we can't make money. So what I want to do right now is kind of like walk you through a way of like thinking about making money so that you can be more empowered. And I'm not calling this episode like money mindset or whatever, because everything is money mindset. 
<laughs> You've heard me talk about this before. There's no like specific to only money mindset because as you keep going deeper and deeper into the into the sort of you know the layers, it's 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 all kinds of mindset. It's all kinds of believing in yourself. It's all kinds of confidence. It's all kinds of um, stories that you make up about other people. Um, it, there's so many layers to how we think about money or why we think the way we think about money and spending it and making it. So I wanted to come in here and tell you that you can make money, that you can always make money. And these are the things that I think that will help you to believe that you can always make money. So number one, how do we make money? Well, we make money by selling something. And one of the number one things that I have to work on with so many of my clients is what we have now coined, right, as the fear of being salesy or the fear of seeming salesy. And we have to work on you not thinking that that's a bad, that selling is bad. There's a difference of being like a, like a, like a car salesman vibe where you're just trying to like sell something, right? Or selling something of value. So when you are what we are, what is it that you're selling? Well, you're selling your offer and you know, obviously your offer is for like a more intangible and esoteric service than if you were selling a car or a couch, right? But the way that you need to know that you can make money is first and foremost, you need to know that you have an offer and you have to know exactly what you're selling and exactly how much it costs. And when you feel really, really, like really clear on that, selling it is going to be much easier. Then the other thing that you need to make money is clarity about who you should sell it to, your offer. So that you're not just out there like kind of, you know, announcing your offer into the ethers and into the like thin air and wondering if anyone's going to come, right? But instead, you need to have really specific clarity. This is obviously related to your niche you need to know exactly who your offer is for so that you can offer it to them. And this is the most simplified way that I can tell you that you make money in your business. It's knowing your offer with clarity, like where you're like on it. You're like, yep, this is what it is. This is exactly what I'm selling. This is the offer. And then, and this is who it's for. If you have those two things, you are like 50% there to making money, to believing every day when you wake up that you can make money. You need those two things to believe it. If you don't feel like, if you don't love and feel convinced in your offer, if you don't believe that your offer is good and that the pricing is right and that the offer is incredible and that it's like, it's, it's exactly what, it, you know, it needs to be for someone to want it, and then if you don't know who it's for, you are going to not believe that you can make money. So belief in making money is not just like some, you know, spiritual manifesting, you know, universe thing. We're going to get to that in a moment. But, but, but you have to believe in something tangible. You're not just believing in like energy. You're the first belief you have to have is that your offer is amazing and that you know exactly who it's for. And you have to believe that that's all like happening. And if you believe that, you're going to believe that you can make money because it's going to feel to you like, well, how could you not make money with such a great offer and knowing that there are the people out there that that need it now? As you know, that I just told you that I'm investing in a media strategist to help me get more visibility. So is there, is the next part, like where are the people, how to find the people? Yeah, of course. So, you know, you do have to like get over your fear of that, that you won't be able to find them. Okay. So like, then we start going into the belief or you also have to be willing to take action and strategically put yourself in front of those people. 
So you might not be doing it on the scale I am, where you're using a media strategist to try to get much more visibility. You don't need that much visibility to have one person pay you for your service. You just need some visibility. You like need to go outside. <laughs> you know, you need to talk to people. You need to tell people uh, to please refer you or send people your way. You need to find the people that you are for, right? That you and your offer are for and talk to them and get them into conversation with you. You need to get people to talk to you on social media. You need to go to a networking thing. Like you need to do all the like little, like real life on the ground, like meet people one at a time. But if you're doing that while believing in your offer and loving the fucking shit out of it and you really know exactly who you work with and you're going like, ooh, that is who this is for. And you strike up the conversation. At some point, you're going to shift into believing that like people want your offer. People want your offer if it's good. So you need the offer, okay? Now, then we have to go into, you know, other shit, your beliefs, And that's, you know, like, so why do I believe I can make money? Why is that a core belief? Because I work all the time on my offers. And my offers are awesome. And I know who they're for. And I match that up. So even if I have a slow period, a slow month, slow three months, I had a slow three months this spring. I think I made an episode on it. I had a slow three months. Man, it was very challenging. And at the same time, every morning I had to wake up and be in the belief that like it, that it didn't mean that my, that like I was never going to make money again. Okay. All right. So what are the things that you then need after your offer and your clarity of who it's for? Well, first of all, you need to believe that what you're offering and selling is, is valuable. You need to believe in it. I said that. You need to love it. But you also need to believe it so that you're not worried that you're the snake oil salesman or the car salesman or being salesy. The only way you could be that is if you were trying to sell someone something that you didn't believe in or that you didn't think worked or that you didn't think was good or that you didn't feel was an integrity. Right? So you have to believe in it. Here's the next thing you have to believe. You have to believe that other people are capable of deciding for themselves what they want to spend their money on. This is very challenging when there's a lot of noise out there in the world, right? And a lot of opinions. And you might know someone who would never invest in having a coach. And that could scare you into thinking, that no one will invest in a coach. All you need is one jerk-ass friend or cousin or fucking whatever to be like, oh, well, I would never pay for that. (laughs) And you're you're done, right? Now, Now what you heard was no one will ever pay for that, and I know this for a fact, right? That's what you thought you heard, but it's just one fucking dick saying, I would never pay for that. And then you substitute in, no one will pay for it. So if you allow those things, that's like the person who said, oh, you can't make money being an actor, right? So if you allow those people in, that's going to be a problem. So you need to believe that people can are capable of deciding for themselves what they want to spend money on. And if you know one person who's deciding for themselves not to spend money on your offer, guess what? Then they're not your ideal client. They don't need your offer. They don't, they don't, they're, they're not, they don't, they they don't they're not your person but it doesn't mean that someone else isn't going to want to and so you have to believe that people are capable of deciding for themselves what they want to spend money on okay okay here's the next belief that you need to have there will always be people to spend and buy stuff no matter what and what i mean by that is if you get caught up in the news and recessions and like the fear mongering that goes on in politics, in the news. There is never a time. There will never be a time. There is never a time when the forces (laughs) that be, whatever you want to call them, politicians, 
news people. There's never going to be a time that they're like, holy shit, we're living in like the gilded age, the time of abundance. Money's flowing freely. Everyone's happy. There's enough to go around. This is incredible. What a wealthy society we live in. Hey, everybody, go spend, do stuff. Like there's unlimited abundance. Guess what? It's not happening because it's not good for politics. It's not good for business. It's not good for the news. We live in a fear-based society. And if you look back historically, other than like in, you know, the Great Depression or like the big, like, you know, uh, 2008 fucking, you know, like, like finance fall, whatever. Typically, we're always living in a time where one side or the other is is ready to tell everyone what a fucking disaster things are and how they're just going to get worse. I have lived through all of those things, including the pandemic, and have never been impacted financially by any of those things, including the pandemic. And, And so what I'm here to tell you is that, like, there will always be people spending money. There will always be people who are fine when everyone else is saying that they're not. And I am not trying to say, I just want to be very clear right now because I definitely don't want to like, I don't want to um, invalidate or act like I'm not sensitive to that people have suffered and that there are some people who were greatly impacted. My husband lost his job, like couldn't get work in the hospitality industry. And that's when he became a full time psychoanalyst. Actually, we had to build up his psychoanalytic practice during the pandemic because he was never going to get a job in the restaurant business. Um, So I know that people are impacted. I'm not saying they're not, but what I'm saying is that there will always be some people that are not. So even though things might be bad and scary and happen for some people, there's always going to be people that it's not happening for. And I know that that's like maybe it feels shitty to like think about because you want to be sensitive to like, you know, to the hard times for people. And I am too. I'm, I'm very sensitive to that. I've been the person who didn't have the money for this or that. I was the person who in my thirties, when all my friends had like kind of real jobs and I was still kind of poking around as an actress and a yoga teacher, like, you know, not really making enough money um, to to do anything fun. <laughs> I didn't take a vacation for like most of my adult life. So I, I, you know, I get it. I cleaned bathrooms and floors. I literally cleaned the yoga studio in, to get a discount on my yoga teacher training when I did it. And I cleaned the acting studio to take classes with like the best acting teacher. So, you know, like I get it. And I also know for a fact that there will always be people to spend. You might adjust your uh, pricing, like, if you need to. You might go, well, you know, there was a time that people were investing this much. But for right now, just to make myself feel better and get some clients, maybe I'm going to just lower the investment a little bit. Just to see. You could do that. But there will always be people. Okay? Here, then here are the two like kind of more like by like kind of, you know, I don't know, soulful beliefs or spiritual beliefs that you need to then also have. Okay. Number one, that we live in an abundant universe. You've heard me talk about this and that there's enough to go around. Like there's enough to go around. The scarcity mindset of thinking that there's not enough, that just because so-and-so has it, that means you can't. It's almost like, you know, right? Like if there was like a, like a thing of marbles and so-and-so gets, you know, more, this many marbles and there's only this many left for you. That's not how it works. So when you look around and you see other people making money, that should be a sign to you that money is makeable, not, uh-oh, they have it all and now there's none for me. So looking for evidence, which is what last week's episode was about, right? About like building cases and looking for evidence, looking for the evidence of people making money. And I don't mean like, like, you know, in the stock market, I mean like people like you, people that are in service-based businesses, other entrepreneurs, maybe people that are a little further ahead of you. 
rather than seeing those people and doing compare and despair and making it a bad thing and feeling like it'll never happen for you, you get to look at them and go, oh my God, that's letting me know that it's possible for me too. If they can make money, so can I. And they might be making money in a more complex way with more strategy, but you can make money with your one awesome offer and find someone who wants it. That's all you need. You don't need anything fancy until you want to be fancy. And if you want to be fancy prematurely, you might feel like shitty. So forget it. Forget the fancy, premature fanciness. Just be simple. Be simple. Know your offer and find someone who wants it. Believe that they can, that they're capable of deciding if it's worth it to them. Obviously, having the right kind of conversation with them would help, right? Mastering the art of your discovery calls is important. Okay. But believing that they're capable of deciding for themselves what they want to spend their money on, not going into like some whole like crazy ass made up story in your head about like what people can afford and can't afford and what they want is no have your offer, know the price and offer it to someone. And then if they say something like, I can't afford it, then you'll deal with it. Then you'll figure out what to do. But to just back it all up and not even make offers to people because you've already told yourself that no one can afford it. No one's buying. It's a bad time. The economy. But guess what? The economy is not going anywhere. It's always, they always are telling us the same thing. There's literally, like I said, never going to be a time when they're going to be like, we have a big announcement. Everything's perfect. There's so much money. Never happening, you guys. Not in our lifetime. Okay. And then here's the final one. You are worthy of making money. You are worthy of having money. And here's the distinction I want to make. What I'm not saying is you're worth having money. Meaning when people are investing to work with you and paying for your services, they're not, they're not basing it on whether or not you're worth it. That can be a whole other episode. People are not investing with you because they think you're worth it or they better not be. They need to be investing with you because they're worth it because they think they're worth it. Now, there could be a little piece in there where they think that they believe that like you're, that you can really help them. So therefore, like they believe that you're, you know, that you're, that you're worth the money in terms of that they think they made a good choice, but it's not about you personally. They're not being like, you're worth it. I'm investing in you because no, but you need to believe that you are worthy of making that money. You need to believe that it's okay for someone to pay you. You need to believe in your skills and your services and like, and just your worthiness in general. You can't think that you're a piece of shit. You can't walk around thinking you're not good enough. You can't walk around like thinking, oh, someone shouldn't pay me. I'm not even like, I've never even had a paying client. Like, why would they pay me? I'm not even good at what I do. So-and-so has more clients. They should just go pay them. And that's the kind of shit that our brains do. That's like what your brain is going to do. You're not the only one. So to believe that you can make money, you have to believe that you're worthy of making money and that you're worthy of having it and that where you are right now is enough. You're worth it to you. It's worthy. You're worthy. You have to believe that. If you don't believe it, you, you won't make money. So the episode today was about you can make money, making money. If we don't believe that we can make money, we will not invest in ourselves or our businesses. We will not take risks. We will not do anything to move ourselves forward or move the needle forward or up level or, or do more things in our lives that we want to do that cost money. If we don't have a fundamental belief that we can make money, we will not make those important choices for ourselves. So you can make money. You need an offer. You need to know exactly who it's for. You need to believe that that offer is valuable. You need to believe that people are capable of deciding for themselves if they want to buy it. 
You need to believe that there will always be people who are spending money and buying shit no matter what they're telling you in the outside world. You need to believe that there's enough to go around that just because other people are making money and having success, it doesn't mean that there's less of it for you or opportunity. And then you need to believe that you're worthy of being paid for your services, that you are good enough, that you're qualified, that like you deserve it, whatever it is, that it's okay. You literally need to believe that it's okay for you to make money. And I really do believe that if you work on all of these things, you will become someone who believes that money is available and that you can make money. And that's not just like some woo-woo mindset thing. What I mean by that is that you'll really believe it and so you'll act like that. And when you're acting like, like money is available to make, you will make money. And people out there that make a lot of money, guess what? That's what they believe. I promise. So that's what I had to tell you about making money. Okay, now, if this was in any way, shape, or form, like applicable to you, inspiring to you, whatever, come to Passion and Prosperous Life because, like, this is the shit that we do. We up-level our belief systems. It happens in an accelerated rate when you put yourself in a container like that. And like, just think of it's like an incubator, right? And we get to be in there together and then you leave and it's like we 10X the, the speed with which you get these mindset shifts, these belief upgrades, um, and then the strategy. Because if you have these beliefs and then we put the strategy on it, holy shit, you're unstoppable. And I really believe that. I don't only believe I'm unstoppable. I believe you are too. That would be weird if I thought that I was so special that only I could be unstoppable. So I'm going to hold that vision for you too because that's like kind of my job. And it's why I'm a coach. I love holding vision for other people and helping them. All right? So that's what I got. So by the time you're listening to this, it is uh, toward the end of August. Just for kicks, I'm just going to throw in, yeah, I'm going to be 55 in a couple of weeks. Yay. Um, And I really hope to see you. Uh, Until then, I will be in your headphones next week. And I'm sending you all the love and, of course, the high vibes. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Mm-hmm.